Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. And welcome to episode 42 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I am so excited to bring you today's episode. I got to interview someone that I have looked up to for a very long time. And we're also turning the tables a little bit because normally as those of you who've been listening for a while know we normally talk about how someone relates to food. And today we're going to talk instead about exercise and a little bit of food too. But we are going to get the chance to hear from uh, my guest, Nancy Clark. She's a dietitian known for her work as a sports dietitian. And we're going to read a letter from someone who is struggling with the way that they relate to food and exercise together. So let's go ahead and hear today's letter. Dear Food, hello there. I really don't even know how to write to you. I feel like my relationship with you has been distorted the majority, if not all, of my life. I think it started to control you to try and feel in control of my family life and terrible, awkward years. 
I thought that controlling you would make me prettier, more accepted, and popular. Boy, was I wrong. Food, I lost control of you, and you took control of me so quick. I don't even remember those years because I was so lost in our tornado of a relationship. Food, a few years later, you got another bully to help control me and my life. Exercise. You and exercise quickly found a way to control every decision I made. What I did for work, what I did during my free time, what I ate, didn't eat, what I majored in, where I would go, etc. I hate you for stealing so much from me, but I know you are not to blame. Now I am here, 16 years later, dumbfounded on how to really have a healthy, normal relationship with you and your great friend, Exercise. I have begun a healthier relationship with Exercise, but it is still not where I hope it will be. I am so lost on what a normal relationship with you looks like. I don't know how to listen to my body on its level of hunger or what I'm hungry for. I'm so lost that I don't even know if it's possible. You are as black to me as a room without windows and no light switch. Is it possible for me to have a normal relationship with you and exercise? Is it possible for me to trust my body? How do I even begin to start that relationship? Hi there, Lost. Thank you so much for your letter and describing for us your experiences with food and exercise and you know, I'm picturing you in that room that's completely dark without a light switch. And really, what a powerful metaphor for us to understand what you're experiencing. And of course, you know, having this kind of complicated relationship with food that's all twisted and gnarly with exercise is such a common experience these days. So I know that metaphor is going to help a lot of people who are experiencing the same thing to just know that they're not alone. So in that darkness, I hope that gives you a little bit of peace, Suppose maybe, you know, just knowing that you're not alone in this really dark place. There's a lot of people that are with you, and there's a lot of people like me who are in there too wanting to help. And I think the more we keep exercise and food connected in um, a way of do this, do that, uh, you know, kind of like a, a dichotomy the more it's all twisted together, you know, if you eat this, then you must burn this off. That kind of way of relating to food is something that's going to keep you stuck in that darkness. And I think it's important for us to spend time really un- untangling it. And I have someone that I want to call. It's um, a dietitian that I have actually read a lot of her books and heard her speak many times. It's someone that I've looked up to for a long time. Her name is Nancy Clark. And um, she's someone who's an expert on fueling an athlete, whether you're someone who's an Olympian or someone who is never really going to be an Olympian, somebody that's probably more like you and me, and just want to enjoy exercise and how to best fuel our body for that. So I want to give her a call because she is someone that is um, really well-versed on how to untangle exercise and food in this way. And and for you, letter writer, I think that's going to be a really great, great place to start. So let's give her a call. Hello. Hi, Nancy. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you doing today? 
I'm Julie. I'm, I'm good. I'm looking forward to doing this program with you. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. And, you know, I've read um, your work for years and it's just such an honor for you to be on this podcast. And um, did you get a chance to read the letter yet? I did read the letter. Oh, what do you think? I think that we have an audience that um, has a lot of interest in exercise and sports nutrition, but it's coming out in the wrong direction. Yeah. Instead of being athletes, they're being a little, maybe a little bit compulsive exercisers. Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know about you, but I feel like that's a, it's kind of, it, it seems to be almost like a common occurrence now for people to kind of twist exercise and food and make it so like, well, if I eat this, I have to burn it off. And are you seeing something similar too? I see that all the time. And it's not good enough just to be, you know, have this lean body. You got to be strong. And um, so people are spending a lot of time at the gym and sort of forgetting that the E in exercise should be for enjoyment and not for excruciating. Yeah. 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 But what happened, like the, the no pain, no gain really took off, didn't it? And, and there's like not pleasure associated with exercise anymore. You know, um, I get I get messages from people who say, well, if it didn't hurt, then it doesn't count. Or if I didn't sweat, it doesn't count. I'm like, what? what's what's this counting thing? You know, like, are you moving? And does it feel good? And um, like you said, I, I, the enjoyment side of it, I feel like is what's missing out. And so if this letter writer it sounds like she's starting to get that, like that something is wrong with how she's experienced food and exercise together. What do you feel like are some first steps she can take to, to move towards like a healthier direction with this? Well, she wants to sort of figure out what role exercise plays in her life. Is she a competitive athlete who needs to train because athletes, they eat and they train Or is she just burning off calories? Is she just compulsive and distracting feelings? Because what would she be doing if she wasn't out running for 10 miles? You know, so it, it serves a purpose. And I try to help my clients kind of see why they need to exercise as much as they do. Like, what would you be doing if you weren't exercising or if you weren't exhausted from having exercised so much? And how it's such a distraction. And so many of them say, well, it relieves stress. It makes me feel good. I need the endorphins. And yeah, I I get it. I get it. But enough is enough. You know, I have clients that are exercising two, three, four hours a day. And maybe the first half hour or hour is enjoyable. But the rest of it is is just duty. They're just slave drivers. Um, so, you know, getting them to realize that the exercise is serving a purpose. And maybe there are other ways that they could relieve stress. Maybe they could do yoga. Because yoga is something that you do for your body as opposed to to your body. Mm. And I know that there, there there's a lot of good results um, from people that have gone into eating disorders programs where they do better when they're able to do a little bit of exercise such as yoga or weightlifting is, is another way that um, it, that you can do something for your body as long as you keep it within limits that is mm-hmm. but it is something a little bit more positive than running for you know 10 miles a day and um, doing other 
you know, strenuous exercises. Yeah. You know, the thing that I think is really um, helpful about those recommendations, because I think like running or anything else that can be measured, (laughs) you know, I feel like people can slap some calorie levels on there and that's how it becomes more pathological and destructive um, and disordered, right? You know, matching the calories in with calories out. And so yoga and weightlifting to me, it's harder to do that, you know, because it's really just about focusing on what your body can do, but not in a way of punishment. Of course, I, you know, people will try to do yoga and weightlifting in a way that can be that way, but yeah, yeah, which I've always feel like, oh, yoga. yeah, the yogis in their grave somewhere are like just so mad, you know, because of the way that it's been distorted. Um, you know, and I, I find that for many people I talk to, if they've had a compulsion to exercise or like a compulsive relationship with exercise, even after years of recovery with the food part, sometimes the exercise part is just harder to recover. I don't know if that's something that you see in your line of work. Well, some of that could be because it is a great way to relieve stress. Um, But I try to get people to sort of make a conversion from being compulsive exerciser to being an athlete. An athlete takes care of their bodies. An athlete fuels their muscles. An athlete takes rest days. And that's not being lazy, but rest is an important part of a training program. Today is the day, your training today is to do nothing. I work, like I say, to have them sort of reframe the role that exercise plays in their life and also to remind them that, you know, if you look at the guidelines of how much exercise is recommended by the American College of Sports Medicine, it's 30 minutes, like five days a week. It's 150 minutes a week of, of exercise. That's what you need to be fit. And, and when people are doing you know, 150 minutes in one day, hmm. seven days a week, then they, they just sort of get this perspective. Right. And I think it was, you know, Ken Cooper, who was sort of like the start of the aerobics movement, said, you know, anyone who exercises for more than an hour a day does it for reasons other than health and fitness. And, and so by giving messages of what's a more civilized amount of exercise, um, people, they, they think about it and, and maybe try to be a little bit gentler with their bodies. Maybe running, instead of running 10 miles, maybe they run six mm-hmm. and maybe they take a day off or at least walk one day instead of run one day. Um, but it's kind of titrating down and, and again, being aware, what are you running away from or what are you getting out of this? What would you be doing if you weren't Overexercising. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really important question. I feel like, um, especially when people have that craving to exercise, when they know it's way more than their body needs, and it's it's not about enjoyment anymore. Like right when they're at that moment, they want to go do it. That's like such a great question to ask in that moment because I feel like there's going to be so many answers right there. You know, mm-hmm. to be like, that's what, and literally, what are you running away from? And uh, I feel like for so many people, that's going to be their way to, to point their direction to food peace and body peace is like that answer, you know, really looking yeah. at that. And, and some people, you know, they say, oh, I just ate a brownie. No, I need to go exercise for two hours. Again, it just, we have to do this intuitively. Mm-hmm. We have to listen to the body, just like there's intuitive eating, there's intuitive exercise. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I just want to go have fun. I want to go move my body. 
you know, I want to work in my garden. I want to take my dog for a walk. I want to get together with my buddies and go hiking and, and, you know, have exercise be fun and social and enjoyable and, you know, nourish the body on many, many levels. Yeah. You know, in what you're saying, it reminds me so much about what we say with intuitive eating that healthy eating includes pleasure. So what you're saying also is healthy exercise includes pleasure and taking that out makes it really setting you up to be in a place that's not going to be healthy anymore. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm not at all. I, I don't want people to not exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm a sports mm-hmm. nutritionist, mm-hmm. Um, but I want them to exercise for the right reasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's, that's really um, insightful. And I think, you know, what you were saying too about reframing instead of a compulsive exerciser, maybe you're more of an athlete. Um, it's something that I, I don't think I've ever worded in that way, but I really like that because it's something that to keep in mind is even people who are, uh, very competitive athletes, they are taking rest days. Like they have to, they have to rest their body too. And unfortunately, I think we live in this world that is just so black and white, like, and more is better. <laughs> so, you know, that, that recommendation that you said, um, for amount of exercise, like 30 minutes, uh, five days a week, um, I feel like that's so doable for many people and people who may think that they're not exercising enough may actually be exercising in that way, you know, doing the recommended amount for fitness, you know, just doing what feels good intuitively and doing what feels pleasurable and maybe is challenging and, mm-hmm. um, you know, helps promote strength. It, like your body's going to do what your body's going to do. For health fitness, bones, muscles, heart disease, Mm -hmm. diabetes. I mean, there's a zillion reasons to exercise, but if it's just to burn off calories, um, hang it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, the more I do work in nutrition, the more I feel like motivation behind the choices is one of the biggest parts of it, you know? And so if someone is feeling motivated to exercise because of the weight component, um, it sounds like it's just going to set people up to be in a place that is dark, like this person is talking mm-hmm. about, um, not in health promoting place and into this like spiral. And the more it can be about, OK, let me connect to my body and what it feels good to my body, the more it's going to be in a healthy place. Yeah. And and also the more people exercise, the hungrier they get. And then that can trigger overeating, mm-hmm. uh, you know, b- undesired binge eating, it, it just gets messy. And mm-hmm. that's what I think that this letter writer was saying mm-hmm. that she's lost the intuitiveness mm-hmm. of intuitive eating and intuitive exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the thing that's kind of, uh, I don't want to call it funny because it's not funny, but I guess peculiar is that, you know, by our body telling us to eat more when we've overexercised, it's really, it's like, yeah, it's, it's doing that for a reason. It was too stressful to the body. It's trying to like recoup what it lost. And that's the body's way of telling us, yeah, hey, you you need to eat more now because <laughs> you just way, burned way more than you were supposed to. So Nancy, I am wondering if you have something that you would like to add to our food piece syllabus. And if you're new to the show, the food piece syllabus is this collection of resources that uh, we have gathered um, all of, all of uh, I can't talk <laughs> over all the last um, 40 some episodes now to further help cultivate your relationship with food. And we have books and blogs and podcasts and anything under the sun. So for you, Nancy, is there anything that you would like to add to it? I would love to have you add my sports nutrition guidebook. 
It's called Nancy Clark's Sports Nutrition Guidebook. It has been incredibly helpful to a lot of people who struggle with finding the right balance of food and exercise. It has a very strong section on body image, weight management, uh, finding peace with food, um, you know, dieting that's gone awry. And I get, you know, these love letters. I'm sure you get your love letters too of, oh, dear Nancy, your book solved my, it, it just saved my life. Um, so I think it would, it would be a good addition to your syllabus because it would really help the people who are struggling with finding that right balance of food and exercise to find a little bit more peace with food and peace with their bodies in peace with their exercise program mm -hmm. and, and they could make that conversion from being that compulsive exerciser to a, you know, a dedicated athlete who takes care of their body, fuels the body appropriately, you know, listens to the messages that it gives it, you know, eats when it's hungry, stops when it's content, takes rest days when the muscles are tired and, and just find that wonderfully peaceful balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, your book is so great how it breaks down the science for us to really better understand why we need the rest, why we need to make sure we eat enough. And I think those are things that either we just don't hear about them or people are scared to talk about, you know, like, oh, make sure we're eating enough weight, <laughs> you know, but I, especially if someone is wanting to be stronger and more fit, that is something that um, you need to make sure you're doing, you know, taking care of yourself, like you said. So I'll put that on the food piece syllabus. And um, I think it's gonna be a great addition. We don't have enough on there on exercise. So um, Nancy, I'm wondering how people can find more about you, you know, if they're wanting to hear more about your work. Um, I know you do workshops. And is there a way for them to mm -hmm. get a hold of that information? Certainly, all they need to do is Google Nancy Clark Sports Nutrition, and they'll find all sorts of information. I have a website, nancyclarkrd.com. I have a blog, which is so they could Google Nancy Clark blog, but you can also get that from my website. Um, and for people that are in the Boston area, I have a private practice here where I love working with people, like say, that are just, you know, sort of struggling with finding that right balance. And they know what they should do, but they just aren't doing it mm -hmm. and, and helping them get over that hurdle. Wow. Well, thank you, Nancy, so much. I really have admired your work over the years. So it's quite a privilege for you to be on the Love Food Podcast. And um, I really appreciate your time today. Well, this has been my pleasure. And I just uh, want to thank you for all the good work that you're doing and helping people on their journey. Well, thank you, Nancy. Have a great day. So, Letter Writer, it sounds like you have an opportunity now to experiment with reframing some of these things in your life, reframing how you relate to food and to movement and to your body, and maybe consider experimenting with what Nancy said to, instead of labeling yourself as someone who should exercise, has to exercise, or someone who compulsively exercises, to what if instead you reframed it to be, I'm an athlete. And what do athletes do? Athletes take care of their body. Athletes let their body rest. Rest days are when the body can get stronger and we need to make sure we fuel ourselves all along the way. And with that reframe, what I think that includes is really addressing your own needs for self-care. And every athlete I have ever known 
acknowledges that when their body tells them to stop, it's important to do that. If their body is starting to hurt, if they're getting a stress fracture, or if they need to rest, that's their body's way of telling them that they need to do that. And if they want to continue to be an athlete, it's important to acknowledge these cues and to respect them. And, you know, I also think it's important for you at this point, letter writer, to, you know, if you're really wanting to move from this kind of complicated, complex, tangled up, twisted way of relating to movement and food to maybe consider a different source of information, you know, instead of an exercise regimen or um, a diet plan, consider maybe what your body has to say about all this. You know, what is your body, what's your body's vote, you know? Um, And with that being said, I think your body will want you to include pleasure enjoyment, like Nancy said, enjoyment as a part of your decisions with eating and with exercise. So food has written back. And before we get to that, um, please, please keep in touch. Let us know which parts of these you found um, you wanted to experiment with first and let us know how they go. I certainly think you're not alone in this struggle with combining um, food and exercise and keeping that enjoyment a part of it and keeping it in a safe place. Take care. Dear Lost Without a Light, We see the darkness you're trapped within. Instead of searching for a light switch or a door, the way out will come from within you and your own innate wisdom. Ask yourself, what are you running from? Let your gut lead the way to clarity and light. Acknowledge pleasure as a human right and need. Food and exercise outside of this will only dim the lights. And we want to see you. The world wants to see you. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your Dear Food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.